KSOM, KS95 News. I'm Tom Robinson. Good afternoon. Western Iowa is under a winter storm watch from tomorrow afternoon through Thursday morning. This includes the southwest Iowa counties of Adair, Ottoman, and Cass, Guthrie, Harrison Mills, Pottawatomie, and Shelby counties. Rod Donovan, meteorologist for the National Weather Service in Des Moines, forecasts the precipitation to lift into the region on Wednesday and continue through the afternoon and evening hours before ending on Thursday. Right now we are expecting snow to be moderate to heavy at times. As we mentioned, mainly long and north of that, Waterloo to Ames to Atlantic line, and really, and even including Atlantic, there is some potential for a mix to occur there with some rain or even some freezing rain. So there is some uncertainty in amounts, especially along and south of that line, um, as we could get some warmer air into that region. Donovan says moderate to heavy snow accumulation, uh, four to nine inches is possible. Well, certainly we're expecting the wind like we had with the blizzard back in December, but we are expecting wind in that with some gusts in that 20 to 25 mile per hour range. So we're not expecting significant blowing snow by any means, but it certainly could cause some low level blowing and drifting, which probably the biggest impact is going to be keeping snow on the roads a bit longer. So one thing to watch when that snow does come in, we could see some snowfall rates of one to two inches per hour, actually, um, especially by late Wednesday afternoon through the evening. So once that occurs, travel's certainly going to deteriorate real quickly. Montgomery, Fremont, and Page Counties are under a winter weather advisory. Tune to KSOM, KS95 News for the latest weather information or visit our website at westerniowatoday.com. Well, it's not very often that Iowa gets tornadoes in January. Actually, there's only one other date that we had tornadoes in Iowa, at least in recorded history, and that was January 24th of 1967 when there were actually 13 tornadoes across the southeast part of the state. So having actual tornadoes across the state is quite rare in January. That's National Weather Service meteorologist Ron Donovan confirming two tornadoes hit eastern Iowa Monday afternoon, one touchdown near Williamsburg and the other just southwest of Cedar Rapids. No one was reportedly hurt. One person suffered injuries, a three-vehicle chain reaction accident in Madison County. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened at 6.04 p.m. on Monday on G68 Truro Road. Authorities identified the injured person, 16-year-old Tyler J. Hightink of Truro, Iowa. According to the report, a 2007 Arctic Cat 700 UTV driven by 16-year-old Tyler J. Hightink of Truro was following a McCormick Farmall tractor driven by 42-year-old Joseph Hightink of Truro at a slow speed when a 2000 Chevrolet 3500 driven by 15-year-old Walker W. Nelson of St. Charles, Iowa, rear-ended the UTV, causing it to crash into the tractor. Hightink was uh, taken to the Methodist Hospital. The Iowa State Patrol says it is undetermined if the UTV had its lights on. Allie Pekin with the Splash Pad Executive Committee presented Splash Pad renderings to the Atlantic Parks and Recreation Board Monday evening. Mandy Billings reports. The renderings were created by two companies, Vortex and Crouch Recreation. The board voted to approve a bean-shaped 4,500-square-foot rendering with features that have been chosen by the Executive Committee, and they give the Fundraising Committee the authority to choose the final fundraising image. These companies are just doing renderings. The only thing that we can do is is choose a layout. Purely the picture. Yeah. The picture. Right. That doesn't mean that if we if we pick the one that Vortex um, provided us with, that they're they've got the contract because since yes. it's public funds. Mm-hmm. And the legality um, of that. Even though it's raised money, it's still public funds because the yes. city's going to own it. It has to go to bid. The proposed splash pad will be located in Sunnyside Park near the pool. 
In other news, the park board tabled a vote to prioritize an increase in hotel motel tax to go toward the splash pad and improvements at Sunnyside Pool until their next meeting when they will hear a presentation from Ashley Hayes. I'm Andy Bellings reporting. The Audubon City Council met Monday for a special council meeting to review the budget with all department heads and look at any significant expenditures to be added to the fiscal year 2024 budget. Audubon City Clerk Joe Foran says the board also reviewed the overall budget summary. Foran says the preliminary budget estimate shows a rise in the tax levy by $1.13 to $19.54. That was primarily due to some valuation of property going down this fiscal year and some costs in relation to both property insurances and our health and dental insurances. Foran is concerned with the Iowa legislature making the local options sales tax part of the state retail tax and what that distribution would look like. He says a change would significantly impact the city's budget. The Montgomery County Board of Supervisors approved a handful of funding requests at their meeting this morning. The supervisor denied Western Iowa's tourism annual request of $500 for lack of a motion. The money goes to a small paragraph mentioned in a couple of periodicals promoting the county. Supervisor Donna Robinson noted that though the request is not a large amount, she felt the county agencies do an excellent job promoting themselves. The Stanton certainly promotes themselves. There's one entity in Villisca that promotes itself. I was going to say, they didn't uh, send a little, send our little ad in, you know, attached to this, you know, so that we could see what it was, but it looked like too, you know. I would almost agree with Donna because, you know, here we're trying to ask if they cut the budgets and look what we can cut. Maybe this is just a little bit of the supervisors did approve the $6,000 request from the Southwest Iowa Transit Agency, approved $8,000 for the Southwest Iowa Housing Trust Fund, and approved $3,077 for the Southwest Iowa Planning Council. Following the regular meeting, the supervisors convened for a budget work session concerning the overall budget, including all departments, county expenses, revenues, and levies subject to discussion. The next regular meeting is on January 24th at 8.30 a.m. Free water testing is available for rural Cass County residents. Jotham Arbor, Environmental Health Director, told the Cass County Board of Supervisors this morning that water test direct mailers have gone out to rural residents. We do not go and test municipal water. They are required to test their own water. Um, and you can, you certainly can. We can even provide you a link to purchase that. But from a county perspective, we, we can't be giving you free water tests for doing that. But if you have a well, we can certainly test that. Arbor said you can test that well as many times as you want throughout the year. He recommends twice, once in the fall and once in the summer. And the Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors approved the sale of two secondary road shops at their meeting today. Mandy Billings reports. The supervisors held a public hearing on the disposal of the county-owned property in November. The Secondary Roads Department has consolidated shops to reduce operating costs, and several of the shops no longer serve the needs of the Secondary Roads Department. The supervisors approved a resolution for the sale of the Walnut Shop. Pretty self-explanatory there. We gave uh, Walnut the option to buy the shop at the appraised cost. So the appraised cost is $100,000. They would like to execute that. And a resolution for the sale of the Hancock Shop. So the appraised cost on this one was? $60,500. And that's the purchase price? Yes. Okay, thank you. Again, those shops were sold to the cities for the appraised value with the expenses incurred by the sale at the buyer's cost. I'm Andy Bellings reporting.
Iowa House District 23 Republican Representative Ray Sorensen from Greenfield says the public will have a chance to voice their opinion on the governor's school choice bill today. Transparency is very important to our caucus, and so a public hearing is scheduled for at uh, 5 p.m. at the Capitol in the Supreme Court chamber. And that'll be a chance for all of the public. Um, they need to register online to speak, but either to just go listen or if they want to register to speak on, you know, before it or against it, um, that's something that they could do. And uh, so we can kind of hear from the general public across the state, you know, what, where they stand on this. The governor's bill would place $7,500 in the education savings account for parents who enroll their children outside public schools. The bill has failed twice. Meanwhile, Sorensen says the legislators have received thousands of emails on both sides of the issue. So it's not something that we are just learning about now. It's something, like you said, uh, the governor has tried for the past, you know, two and a half years, and it's something she ran on very heavily. So it's not something that we're new to. What is new is that the bill has changed, you know, from what those previous versions were. So a lot of us are still kind of digging into exactly what it's going to mean mean for each of our districts and uh, trying to understand not only where our constituency is on it, but where we are on it. Iowans will have a chance to speak for two minutes on the proposal. People wanting to have their voices heard need to sign up online to speak. Iowa Farm Bureau is pushing for an imminent domain change, asking for a higher threshold when it comes to a farmer's land. They would like to see 90% voluntary easements signed before eminent domain tools would be used to finish up some of those large projects. That's Iowa Farm Bureau President Brent Johnson. The current Iowa Utilities Board standard for pipeline project is around 70% voluntary easements. Johnson says farmers also want to be able to appeal the IUB for any land or crop damages caused by pipeline construction. Johnson says the Farm Bureau is neutral when it comes to pipelines, but sides with farmers when it comes to property rights. Cass Health and its affiliate organizations have five scholarships available for the upcoming school year. Cass Health offers a $500 scholarship to a Southwest Iowa student who's enrolled or accepted into a nursing program. They also offer a $500 scholarship to a Southwest Iowa student pursuing a degree in health-related career. Cass Health Auxiliary provides two $1,000 scholarships for students pursuing a health-related career. Cass Health Foundation offers a $5,000 scholarship to a graduate from a Cass County high school with a goal of becoming a health care provider subject to licensure requirements in the state of Iowa. The scholarship was established by a bequeath from Louie and Elsie Hansen. The deadlines for each scholarship is March 31st. Applications are available online at cashealth.org scholarships and can be turned into human resources. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.